in a world where... Nah, this ain't that kind of podcast. Let's be honest, the world doesn't need another podcast where we ask the same old questions to the same successful people. You're listening to the Profit and Impact Podcast with Nev Harris. Grab a seat at the table as Nev and his guests dig into the challenges that successful agencies and freelancers have overcome to achieve their success. There's no script, and Nev's insatiable curiosity and ADD can take the conversation anywhere. So let's get real and have some honest talk, lots of laughs, and some helpful insights into what it really takes to create more profit and impact in your business. Hey everyone, it's Nev back with another episode of the Profit and Impact Podcast. I am lucky as you are that we have a friend of mine, Nathan Ingram, here as our guest today. Nathan is a growth coach for WordPress business owners, and he is one sharp cookie. He's been in the business for a long time, and uh, we are going to give you a little bit of perspective here on having a business through a recession. So say hi, Nathan. Hey, Dev. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. So, all right. So, Nathan, how long have you had your business? Actually, uh, 25 years. Uh, I built and sold my first website in 1995. Officially incorporated in October of 2002, but I'll, I'll celebrate 25 years this year of working <laughs> with clients, building websites, making money from it anyway. So this is what's great about having Nathan on, and I really wanted to get him on for this, because not only has the man been through one recession, but two recessions. Yeah. Not, and notice I didn't say survive recessions, because <laughs> the man prospered into this into this business. We're, we're going to go through this, how he pivoted and what he did, and everything like that. And I think you're going to really get some great lessons here. And, and I think, if anything, you're going to leave here with a sense of hope. So, And I think that's just so important right now. So. Absolutely. All right. So Nathan, when you started, how did things go? Well, uh, so when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. Like most of us back in those days, you know, we were just building anything, you know, I was thrilled to be able to charge money to do something that I enjoyed doing. And so we, we built and sold our first website when I was living in Louisiana to actually the economic development office of the parish in which we live. Of course, you know, Louisiana has parishes, not counties. Uh, so it was the economic development office and they paid us, ready for this, <laughs> $500 to build their website. And it was awesome. You know, we got to build it. Of course, there were, you know, there were no tools really back then, but uh, it, uh, you know, we built it just with text editors and the old image tags and table tags. And hey, we had a website. Fantastic, fantastic! Yeah, I love the stories of people who build their first websites. It's always <laughs> how they got started. So uh, <laughs> I did this. This just reminds me how how bad I screwed up when I charged five hundred dollars twenty five years later for my first website. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I tell you. So we actually the only software out in those days you could use your like Windows Notepad. But there was this really great piece of software called Hot Dog, <laughs> which is built by Sausage Software, which is an Australian company. And it was like, had little HTML snippets and stuff in there. It was fantastic uh, for back in the day. But yeah, we, we built that website and got it live. And we were actually, we even had our own physical box server that was just a computer we had built and put it in the, literally in the room at our local ISP, which is a little mom and pop internet service provider 
that was about two blocks from where I lived. So I, I remember carrying the computer to this place <laughs> and pl- watching them plug in the network cables and we were online. It was fantastic. Oh, amazing. 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 That's, that's really cool. So, and then from there, how did things go? How did they progress? It's 1995. You've launched your first website. Things are great. Yeah. So, you know, for me, for, for years, I worked in the nonprofit sector and I was in leadership in a number of different nonprofits. And I had a business on the side freelancing, doing all sorts of things, really IT, web, graphics. I did some video editing. I, mean, I did anything that would kind of make ends meet. Because if you know anything about nonprofits, you don't usually make a lot of money and so, <laughs> to pay the bills. I mean, it was great. It was flexible work. And uh, I just kind of did it as it came. And it was it was great. So throughout the years, all the way up until about 2013, I was in varying percentages of, you know, I'm working 25% of the time in nonprofit, 75% of my business. And maybe sometimes it was 75, 25 the other way or some varying, you know, but I was always doing some sort of client work, building websites and still working in in nonprofit sector. In 2013, uh, we left our last nonprofit and I've been back full-time again. I've been full-time at other parts as well, but full-time again uh, ever since. So, you know, well over seven years back at that. But, uh, you know, it's for me, being able to have your own business, be your own boss, it's it's so important, and I, I'm a I'm a passionate advocate for people who want to do that because I believe strongly in you know controlling how you spend your time, uh, let you know you setting your own priorities, not having someone else set your own prior, your priorities for you, and having my own business allowed me to do that. I could do what I felt like I needed to do uh, at that point uh, with my calling in life, working with for nonprofits, and then still be able to. Uh, have skills that I could sell to make the ends meet and actually pay bills, which is a good thing. Yeah, the freedom to do what you want to do. That, that's that's exactly cool. So, and that, I think that's the perfect segue into the in, into our next question here. So, life is good. You do you have the freedom to do what you're doing. You're loving life. You're you're getting a lot of joy out of what you're doing. And then the dot com bubble. Ah, uh, yeah, recession. Right. Talk to us about so, that. Wow. Yeah. So. You know, 2007, late 2007, my business model at that point, I had not found WordPress yet. Well, I I knew of WordPress, but I wasn't building in WordPress at that point. My model at that point was everything for me was always a custom build. I'm I'm much more on the design side than I am a developer. I know enough PHP for self-defense. That's that's not my world. But I was using, you know, Adobe Macromedia products. I'd build everything. Uh, from scratch. And then the clients would pay me a large dollar a month retainer to keep the websites maintained because there wasn't a content management system in the background like WordPress. And so they'd have to pay a professional three, five, eight hundred thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month sometimes, depending on what they wanted. Uh, it was great money. I had a few clients pay me a lot of money and the model worked great until it didn't anymore. <laughs> and uh, so 2007, 2008, the recession is hitting. And also the other thing that was happening in my world was clients are saying, look, we want to be able to edit our own website and, and all this. So I was already kind of worried about pivoting and, and making that change. But one day I went into my one of my largest clients, which was ironically a, a hair salon in Birmingham, the, the very um, swanky part of Birmingham. Yes, there is such a thing if you've not ever been to Birmingham. So I went in and that client was paying me a significant monthly retainer and they were paying for my family's health insurance. Uh, So they were a very important client for me. And I walked in that day and the recession was hitting and they were making cutbacks. And I walked out of that place that day 
having lost about a third of my income and health insurance for my family. How'd that make you and feel? That's when I realized I, there was a long walk across the parking lot yeah. back to my car. And I remember saying to myself, okay, this is bad. And I will never let this happen again. I will yeah. never let this happen again. And so uh, right around that time was when I'd, I was, I found WordPress and was getting into it more. And I began to change my whole model from fewer clients, higher retainer to more clients, smaller monthly management fee with WordPress. And that way, you know, if you lose a client, it's okay. It's not a third of your income. Uh, I learned a hard lesson that time, although, you know, it, it's nice to get a lot of money from a client, but you become beholden to that client. And if you lose that client, it really, really hurts. And so you end up staying in sometimes bad client relationships longer than you should. Mm -hmm. um, and it, th those were hard. Those were hard lessons to learn. But from that pivot came a, a, a lot of success that I'm enjoying today. That's a great story. So when let's jump back to when you're in that moment, when you're walking to the car, when you're <laughs> driving away before, you know, you have this realization, I don't want this to happen again. What kind of, you're in this recession and you think, okay, this is only probably going to get worse from here. How do you feel about that? Was there fear? Was there, you know? God, of course there was fear. You know, what I, the, the immediate fear was, how am I going to go home and explain this to my wife? You know, and, and how does that, you know, we had two small kids at home at that point. You know, my girls in 2007 were six and three. So, yeah, I mean, it was a big deal to lose health insurance and lose a big chunk of income. And recession is looming at that point. It was already sort of hitting. But, you know, what I discovered in that 07, 08 timeframe recession, wood was pretty solid still. I actually, I was growing. I was getting clients. Not that I lost that client which ended up being what I call a blessed subtraction. You know, they were a tough client to work with, uh, but I kept them because I had to have them. So it was a painful transition, but I just kept getting more clients, more clients, more clients, and just slowly building after that. And, you know, as we look recession sort of in the face today, I don't think it's much different in the sense that web, if you do it right, is still going to be a great place to be. Yes. Yes, I, I would I would agree with that completely. I think there's there's going to be a lot of uh, possibilities that come out of that. And I love that story, and that's why I wanted to get this out to our audience that you know you didn't you had all this all these things happen and all this and then you all had all these feelings about what what can you do about it, but you were able to pivot, you were able to keep going, you were able to push forward, even in the face of a lot of uncertainty and come out ahead because it was only temporary. And at that time, it might not have felt that way, but it's just such a, such a great story that, you, you know, where, where are you able to get to? Well, you know, it's easy for me to stand here, however many years later, 13 years later, and, you know, give you the highlights of that story. I've got a friend of mine that puts it this way. He's like, you know, when we hear other people's stories, we get the highlight reels mm -hmm. and we're watching our own security camera footage of the day after day. <laughs> I love that. Garbage, you know, and hard, hard decisions and hard. And so there's a lot of security camera footage in there, okay, of, of hard days and wondering, and how am I going to do this and worrying about finances and you know, um, I mean, I'm a person of faith that plays a, a large part in what I do and who I am. And so, you know, I had a, I had a trust that things were going to work out okay through this for that reason. But, you know, knowing that 
inevitably God was in charge of all these things. But I mean, day after day, man, of just wondering how is this all going to happen and looking my kids and my wife in, in, in their face. And I, I don't have the exact answer for this, but we're going to be okay. I mean, I'm, I'm making this, you know, we're meeting people, doing things, building business slowly, but surely a lot of agonizing days and nights through that period. But you know, if you look at the highlight footage of just the rock skipping across the surface, yeah, you know what? It ended up okay. And when you are in a sector that provides a service that people legitimately need and you can do it well and you can you actually care about your customers and you're delivering value, you're going to do fine. You're going to do fine. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. It's going to be hard now and you can feel it, but you know, there is hope. Let's talk about what advice would you have for people being a, like a veteran of this and being able to, you know, turn like one of my favorite sayings is this, those, those lemons into lemonade for you. You know, it was, it was hard work to get there. I always say there's going to be short-term pain, but there's nothing that's worth having that we don't have short-term pain to get. So what would you suggest people do right now to maybe give them some, uh, ibuprofen for their, some Advil for their pain right now <laughs> so that they could get through to it because. Yeah. So, you know, th- there's, there's two pieces of advice I always give to people who ask how to build a solid business. And, you know, I let me back up one step even sure. before that, because when this whole thing started, the, when the COVID-19 thing happened and the inevitable financial implications of that, which we still don't know what those are going to be, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what to say. I'm not sure. And people are kind of looking at me going, what do you think? What do you, and I'm like, I haven't processed it well enough. But what, what the way it's really landed with me, Nev, is, man, I'm not changing my advice I've been given because I think the advice that I've given for years on how to build a solid business is the same today as it was then. And, you know, there's two things in particular and an extra one I add for those people who are in a tech space. The, the two things I tell everybody are, figure out how to build recurring revenue in your business. What does a recurring revenue strategy mm-hmm. look like in your world? In my world, in WordPress client work, it's it's WordPress management. You know, the sites need to be cared for by somebody that knows what they're doing and, you know, somebody that's reliable. And I've done that for years. It's a profitable business. It serves the clients well. They need it. It's a win-win for everybody. But f- what what is the recurring revenue strategy or whatever business somebody is in, there is one. You just maybe have to be creative and find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a reason that Blockbuster Video is out of business and Netflix keeps on growing and it's recurring revenue strategy, right? So that's the first piece of advice. The second one is, so build recurring revenue and then uh, reduce recurring debt. You got to get out of debt. Uh, if you're in business, debt is a ball and chain. It will shackle you. It's like trying to run a marathon with a, with a hundred pound backpack on. You, you just can't do it. It's, it's a ball and chain. So by increasing recurring revenue, decreasing recurring debt, that gives you margin. Margin equals freedom. Uh, And in a time like this, when who knows what's going to happen and maybe my revenues start to dry up, I still have a lot of margin between my burn rate, what it costs me to live, and what I'm bringing in on a monthly basis in recurring revenue. And so I can afford to take some hits because I've I've been careful about what I spend money on. So that's the revenue side. Uh, the tech side is, and this really translates to other industries as well, good grief, standardize your tool set as quickly as possible. You know, work with standard tools and standardize your process because that makes you more efficient, more productive, more profitable. That is a master class on how to run a business in any economy right there. Because what we teach all the time is the fundamentals. You get the fundamentals right, you know, you're going to be good no matter what the weather is. 
So, right, for um, sure. That is an excellent, excellent analysis. Do you have tips and tips for people on how to create recurring revenue? Because I, I mean, I, I love recurring revenue. I think it's the key to making any business work. Everything that Nathan just said right there is the key to making every business work. And I believe there is a way to get recurring revenue in every business. Do you have tips for people, especially in, in our community, on how to create some recurring revenue? Yeah, sure. So, you know, let me let me say it this way. A lot of times what people try to do is, oh, I've learned this cool new thing. Let me go figure out a way to sell it to people. And that's exactly the wrong way to start because you end up trying to, it's hard from our perspective because maybe we feel like we're being pushy onto people of pushing them to something they don't need. And on their perspective, you got to convince them that this, it's just not, it's not a great fit. You always start with value from the client's perspective. What is something that is keeping your client up at night? What is a pain they're experiencing? What is it that they need to do, but they can't do for some reason? And if they did it, great things would happen. What is that thing? And then you build a service to answer that need, to, to relieve the pain or accomplish that gain. And then you package it up and sell it to the client. You know, I, I see this all the time, like people who are, for example, selling WordPress care plans and on the details are like, we give you 20 gigabytes of disk space. What the heck does that mean? Who even knows? I mean, I don't, I don't know what that means. That does the, the client doesn't care about that. Uh-huh. What they care about is, oh, you mean you're going to keep my website safe from hackers and it's not going to go down. And if there's ever a problem I can call you, I want that. I want that service. That's what I want. They don't care about bandwidth and gigabytes and, you know, no. Solve their problem, right? And when you figure out what that solution is, it, then it's tying in the recurring piece of that. What, is it, what does it look like to, you know, for that to become recurring? And that, that's hard to answer in the abstract, but I can't yeah. give you an example I was having a call with somebody that wanted to build a course, right? And a course is a great way uh, to get out there and build recurring revenue. And it's, it's usually a one-off thing. But I encourage him to take the next step of saying, all right, what would it look like if this actually became a, a monthly or an annual subscription rather than a one-off purchase? What would it look like? What, what extra value could you add to make that, that monthly or annual fee worth it? You know, so maybe it's a, a monthly call or access to you as a coach or, at, you know, whatever. I don't know what that would be. So it's just figuring out that next thing. What would make this worth an ongoing, not just a one-time purchase, but an ongoing thing? Like for me, for example, uh, I launched a product back in February called Monster Contracts, and it's proven contracts for WordPress client work. It's the, the client, the contract that I've built for my business over 25 years. I've used it in coaching for coaching clients, and it's now a product. Well, you buy it, but then there's also an annual subscription fee, low, you know, $39 a year after you buy it. But the value is you get access to ongoing revisions of the contract. So as things change, we add, you know, sections in the contract that make sense. We allow you to submit your own revisions. And so it's, it's actually member strengthened as a result of that. And you get access to an ongoing contract for, you know, $39 a year right now. And so that's the recurring piece, right? It's a great sale. Wonderful. But what's the recurring piece? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I know, because I'm in all these communities, that one of the most common questions asked is, what's the language of your contract for this? What's the language of your contract for that? You know? Yep. And if so, having a product like that, and you see how he worked in that uh, recurring piece of it. Now, 
I loved what you said there because you, you talked about making it, you know, they want the safety and security for their website and everything like that. And you're thinking to yourself, because we're creative people and everything that we're thinking, to ourselves, yeah, but that's boring. It's only 20 gigabytes <laughs> of data, but it's the exciting, creative, custom idea that is not systematized, that has no recurring piece to it. That's so exciting right to you to do and to employ this new tool but then that ends up coming back to bite you because you know there's cost server runs in that product and you don't make that much and then it doesn't even become that profitable and especially right now in this type of economy people don't want creative and new people canceling people not picking up on your products your, your proposals it's because they're hunkering down right now and if you're selling the boring systematized process stuff that you could do in your sleep that is the kind of way you make a, a sustainable business so yeah that's that's yeah, that's, that's, sure. that's perfect that's perfect Nathan. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I thought this conversation, I mean, I think you got a lot of perspective on how to get through a recession and then you got some tips on just how to run a business no matter what you're doing. Nathan, how, if they want to follow you and keep up with you, one, how do they get that like contract piece? What's your handle? You have a handle on social media or something like that? You have a website sure. to follow? Uh, yeah, I am Nathan Ingram just about everywhere. Uh, NathanIngram.com is my personal website. I do offer individual and group coaching opportunities there. There's a coaching link, and uh, I'm happy to chat with anybody about that that's interested. I'm at Nathan Ingram on Twitter. You can search for me on Facebook, Nathan Ingram. I'm all in all of the places. Also, the monstercontracts.com is that contract service. Just check it out. If you do WordPress client work, uh, that's a contract that will work for you. It, it covers all the things that most of the boilerplate legalese contracts written by an attorney. Nothing wrong with being written by an attorney. They should be vetted by an attorney, but attorneys don't do WordPress client work. And so no. there's a lot of things in that contract that cover all the specific issues that we face. So that's monstercontracts.com. Uh, and that, I'm really excited that that's out there because I, I know it's been a help to a lot of people so far. I'm going to actually tell one more story. <laughs> just tell because, a story. Just because I think the important is we'll say, so... Um, our second website that we ever bid on. All right. It was, it was, it was an organization that we'd done a lot of work for in the past, a lot of marketing work for in the past, and they wanted a new website and they wanted to go with us, but they, they were a nonprofit. So they had to get three proposals. And so we were 99% sure going to get this. So we sent our proposal in and what we did, we came up with a one page proposal. That was our contract and our proposal. And we sent it into them and they went out to these other co companies and they presented these longer contracts with these proposals, stuff like that. And we almost didn't get it. We were a rock, but came this close to not getting it because our contract didn't look professional and they were worried that we wouldn't be able to deliver. So. Absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And, you know, the, the question you have to ask yourself is if this client relationship goes off the rails, how much do I trust my contract? Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need a contract until you need a contract and then it's too late. So, yeah, I just, I, um, uh, and this is somebody who in one of my businesses, and this isn't a sales pitch for contracts, but I, I don't have to do that, but I just, I, I just, I, I get passionate about some of these ideas and, and saving people a lot of struggle. I had another business that I had bought and I had an attorney that was a friend of mine. He, he had wrote up the contract, cost me a lot of money for the contract that you might've thought when I was starting was, was a waste. But when that deal fell apart and I, I could have gotten screwed massively and uh, luckily, this contract was solid enough that, you know, like you said, 
when you love each other, you don't need a contract. <laughs> but yeah, you realize you they're cheating on you. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> you don't need a contract for good clients. Yeah. Uh, you have bad clients, you need a great contract. And it's hard to tell the difference sometimes yeah. between good clients and bad clients right out of the gate. No one ever takes it. No one ever, no one ever signed up a client thinking, shit, this is going to be a horrible client. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So, all right. Well, thanks, Nathan. I appreciate your time. Uh, hey, thanks for it. Thanks, Nev. I appreciate it as well. That was the Profit and Impact Podcast with Nev Harris. For a full recap of this show, or for more info on making more profit and impact with your agency or freelance business, visit nevharris.com. If you liked this episode, show us some love. Give us a rating and comment over on iTunes and help Nev get the message out to more agency owners and freelancers. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.